On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah, it rhymes. They're both verbs. Awesome. If you ain't first, you're last. You're Pretty first, sure that's you're how Joe Burrow lives his life. Joe Cool, baby. Oh, yeah. See that chain? It's real. It makes too much money for it to be fake. Absolutely. How you doing, folks? My name is Quentin Crisco. You can find me on Twitter at Stats. We are the Shaving Points Podcast. Our, on Twitter, you can find us at shaving underscore PTS underscore pod, as in Shaving Points Pod. I'm joined here, as always, by my co-host, Jay. How you doing today, Jay? Doing fantastic. Thank you all for tu- tuning in to the number one gambling show on the internet hosted by two bald men my name is jmay56 you can find me on twitter at jmay56 my name is jmay um follow us on twitter follow us on the instagram follow us on youtube at shaving points come interact with us it's a good time tell us how much you lose uh following our picks and then how much you like to fade us even though the model is killing it here lately putting out parlays on the daily, sweating out a parlay for the second day in a row. Need Syracuse to come through for the boys one time, up three with two minutes left. But feeling pretty good. Uh, we got a kind of an off week this week. Uh, so we're going to do a quick recap and get into it. Well, speaking of, let's tell the people about our new daily parlay picks because this is the first show since we started doing them. It is. So uh, if you follow us on Twitter and if you follow our website, you can see our daily parlay. We do a razor's edge parlay, which is going to usually give you a little bit uh, juicier odds. Uh, we try to create those on the money line and uh, we'll either do slight dogs or slight favorites. Those are usually going to pay about between plus 500 and plus 800. And then our producer Cupcake also puts out a parlay every day, and I don't know if I don't know if he has much strategy other than he just picks the games that he likes. But he is two and three now. I am one and three on mine, so uh, mine will be up ten units in the past two days if Syracuse pulls this out. So yeah, that'll be nice. If buddy Bayheim comes through here. Yeah. Buddy Bayheim come through one time for the boys, but that'll be uh, two last, days in a row. And that's what you call a winning streak. Yeah. Last night's was a uh, plus 600. Today's is plus 550. Um, so plus 11 units on the past two days. And then it'll be two and three on the season. So you'll be, up eight units if uh, the orange pull this out. 
And Rock and roll. Follow us, and you can get those free parlays every day. Win you some money, lose you some money. It'll be a good time. It's all about the ride. Everybody Absolutely. likes the adventure more than the destination anyway, so. <laughs> 100%. Well, how'd you do this past weekend? Uh, so this past weekend, I went two and two, but I went big time. Uh, personally, on the pod, they were all one-unit plays, so basically a wash. But uh, on my own, I put way too much money on the Chiefs and the over. The over was looking solid. The Chiefs were looking solid. Absolutely fell apart. Over didn't hit. The Chiefs didn't hit. Um, but the 49ers plus three and a half and the under in the 49ers Rams game hit. So it wasn't terrible. But um, yeah, not good for my bank account. But for my record, uh, I stayed all right. Yeah, so I got back to up three units on the year, up I think it's nine units since uh, the start of week five because those first four weeks, the model kind of sucks, so I don't like to necessarily include it. But if you force me to, I'll tell you up three units. If you don't force me to, I'll tell you up nine units. Um, Went three and one. I I ended the season going into the Super Bowl plus eight units. Yeah, I was I was up eight and a half, lost a half unit on over the weekend. So, so next year I was actually thinking about this the other day. I, I don't, I just don't think I'm going to bet the model the first four weeks because it was so bad. Like, I mean, I was what minus six units those first four weeks. I'm just, I'm just yeah. going to bet the way I see it those first four weeks until I have enough data. But yeah, I had a, I had an epic collapse. Uh, I was up fifteen units after week four. Um. All downhill from there. I had a couple yeah. other big weeks, but could never really climb back up. I had two weeks where I lost over eight units. So, um, yeah, af- not terrible, af- but ended the season positive. So that's all you can ask for. Let's see, after so since week four, so I was pretty consistent throughout after that. After those first four weeks, I, I never had a week where it was like I lost more than a unit. I don't think. Um, until week 18 week 18 destroyed my record um (laughs) because i listened to the model too much everyone you know people were sitting people and it was hard to know who would play a full game and i should have just played it more safe on that but um well i did all right week 18 if i remember correctly just the yeah eagles screwed me because i was really expecting the eagles to go out there and beat dallas week 18 and that did not happen yeah um but this past weekend, let's see. So I was I was two and zero against the spread, one and one on totals because I, I had the Bengals covering, I had uh, San Fran covering, I had the under in the San Fran game. The one I lost out of those four was the over in the KC game. Um, so then I lost a parlay where I had the Rams and Chiefs parlayed on the money line, but I won two teasers that I had, I think, which were Cincy and uh, San Fran, a seven-point teaser. Um, So whatever that would have been, what, 10 and 14 points. And then I won another teaser that I had with the over that I put out. So ended up, I think, at five and two overall. So I was was pretty happy with the results. I I think my props went like – six and four or something. So nothing great, but they, they yeah. did okay. 
I, I'm, I'm done with those prop sheets now, though. They're too much work. <laughs> I, I don't know how some people are so good at the at just giving out props online. It's just like the amount of work I put into those for just like above, slightly above average results was just like painstaking. Yep. Uh, my Cooper Cup parlay hit uh, the plus one. It was plus 110, gave it out last week, over eight and a half catches, over 109 yards. He blew past that. Uh, So that was a nice little bonus for me. And then I had a McCole Hardman touchdown that hit. That was a plus 400. So I had both those. I gave those out in the pod. I had Clyde Edwards-Alaire touchdown. I gave out on the pod that did not hit. And I think I had OBJ touchdown. I gave it on the pod. Then I forgot to bet it. And I can't even remember if he scored a touchdown or not. Um, so talking a little bit about those games, did, did our guy just run out of ketchup at halftime or like, <sighs> what, what happened there, man? If you ask any Kansas city fan, it's cause the league is rigged because obviously the league wants, Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know. That was bad. That's why uh, Cincinnati keeps getting there, right? Yeah, they had first and they had first and goal on the five yard line twice in that game with no points. The second half, they just shut down the Chiefs completely. Chiefs couldn't do anything, which is uh, wild because that's how it happened the going. first time these two teams met too. Yeah, there's just no adjustments by the Chiefs whatsoever. They were running the ball for seven yards a pop, and they just I think they threw it like 23 times in the second half. But every time they ran the ball, they were gashing them. So that made no sense at all. Um, I don't know what they were doing. It makes you wonder if Matt Nagy is already back on staff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was it was rough watching. Uh I was, I was pretty happy over. about it with having Kate, with having uh, Cincy. <laughs> but, I, I was just rooting for the over, and it, the Chiefs scored three points in the second half. I mean, yeah. you can't have that. Yeah. Uh, you gotta you gotta get in the end zone a couple of times, and maybe they would have had a chance. But yeah, it was it was rough, and I had them parlayed together on top of that too. So um, wasn't good, and then yeah, just all around bad. But I'm I'm super pumped for. Uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Cool in the Super Bowl. I I said last week I was gonna bet on them to I would have bet them money line to beat the Bills, and I should have just gone with my gut and taken them against the Chiefs as well. I just thought the Chiefs, after blowing a twenty-one to three lead in the first game, wouldn't do it again, and they yeah. did it again exactly the way they did it the first time. So. History repeats itself there. Joe B is going to the Super Bowl. He is riding in hot. Um, I'm I'm super pumped for it. But um, do you have anything all, else man. in that game? Um, no, that was really it, honestly. So I I uh, I missed the first half of that game. So I turned it on in the third quarter, and just <laughs> I just got to see the Bengals dominate. Yeah, <laughs> so it felt yeah, it was- different for me. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a strange, strange game. But um, yeah, getting into the other game, the real meat and potatoes of it all. Man, 
the the Rams I, 49ers. I'm straight up not having a good time after that game. Like the 49ers deserve to win so much more than the Rams did, but the talent just outweighed it. Like those guys were playing their hearts out. They were leaving it all out there. And it felt like the Rams were just like showing up when they needed to, except for Cooper cup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Kyle Shanahan's got some issues. Oh, Shanny definitely wasn't having his best game. I'm talking about the players. Yeah. The players played their hearts out. Debo is, I hate when like guys like that are crowd on the sidelines and then the camera just like pans to them and they don't ever leave. And the announcer's like, leave the kid alone. So all like, I can think about is there's, there's a team like, going to the Super Bowl yeah. and you, you're more focused on a dude crying on the sidelines. Like, get the hell out of here. So I saw a picture of that with uh, OBJ like talking into Debo's ear. And it's yeah. just like, it's like someone captioned it like what a great moment between two two competitors and all i could think of was like what if he's just like whispering to him something like man you knew he was a bitch like yeah <laughs> you don't know what he's, he's saying talking to shit. Him. <laughs> yeah no that would be hilarious um but yeah shanahan choked away that game at the end just like he tried to choke it away against dallas um he didn't he didn't put himself in position to win that game. And then San Francisco dropped a late interception. But now we got Matt Stafford going to the Super Bowl. Detroit Matt could never get it done in Detroit. First first season out in L.A. Gets it done, taking the boys to the promised land at home. SoFi Stadium. It's going to be a Bengals home game in L.A. And an L.A. L.A. <laughs> Super Bowl. Be. So. Yeah, everybody in the world is going to be cheering for the for the Bengals. And I'm cheering for the Bengals, and I think the Bengals can win. I don't know. Something about Joe Burrow, man. Like, I said it in the when they played the Raiders. I said it when they played the Titans. I said it when they played the Chiefs. Like, he he's just got that it. Like, he hasn't even exploded in any of these games. But, like, you know, like, when his back's against the wall, he's going to make plays and get it done. And he's done it time and time again. Yep. He's been under so much pressure. Like the chiefs weren't really getting sacks on him, but they were hitting him like every mm-hmm. single play. And he was getting the ball out. It was T Higgins. It was Tyler Boyd. It was Uzama. It was Joe Mixon. It was, it was everybody. They're just feeding the ball everywhere. Um, I mean, absolutely. Do, do the Bengals have one of the, like a top five wide receiver room in the NFL? I really, yeah, I, I think it could. I think it might be top three. I mean, they. I mean, they just skill position, just skill position in general, from quarterback to tight end to running back to wide receiver. I mean, I, they got to be top three, but they have a bottom oh, five yeah. offensive line. Yeah, but I mean, you can build an offensive line in one offseason. I mean, the Chiefs did it this past year. Yeah. They had four new starters on their offensive line, and it was a top 10 offensive line in the league. So, I mean, you have a competent GM in there. You make a trade or two. You draft well. I mean, if they get a solid offensive line in there and Joe Burrow has two more years on his rookie contract before they have to pay him, because I think they'll pay him before he gets to his fifth-year option, Yeah, especially if he wins the Super Bowl. But, yeah, yeah they're going to be dangerous for a while because that defense is – 
good, not great, but they have they have the talent to like They're good where you need really to stick it. Yeah, they, I mean they they can really get after you when they need to in crunch time. So yeah, they're they're dangerous. Yeah, they're um, like a wounded animal. The, their safety, Jesse Bates, has been one of the most underrated players in the league for a few years now. Dude is good. Yeah. He has one of the best nicknames in the NFL. Jesse Bates? Yeah. That's decent. It's up there. Well, that's not his nickname. His nickname is Master Bates. Oh, Master Bates. Yeah. <laughs> it's an outstanding Incredible. nickname. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like that uh that's a Zach Taylor nickname. Trying to yeah. be like funny. And then I'm sure he's heard it his entire life. And then Zach Taylor says it and thinks he invented it. <laughs> and thinks he's like the funniest person ever. Let's talk about Zach Taylor for a minute. People were talking about yeah. him like he was the worst coach in the league two years ago. He's in the Super Bowl. He's, he's still one of the worst coach. It's amazing how fast a franchise can turn around when you get the quarterback right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to the Super Bowl. Good old Zach yeah. Taylor. <laughs> Tag Zaylor. He was he was so good at his job. He got the number one overall pick. Uh they picked the obvious number one overall player. And now they're going to the Super Bowl in the second year. Mm-hmm. Shit, they might have gone to the Super Bowl last year if Joe Burrow didn't get hurt. <laughs> I caught on a hell of a run. <laughs> I mean Joe Burrow just wins championships when he doesn't have a missing ACL. Yeah. The real question is, though, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, is OBJ going to be handing out $100 bills to Joe Burrow again like he did last time Joe Burrow won the championship? I mean, I feel like he has to. And then saying it's fake money. Yeah, I think it happens. I hope it happens. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and run off to our ad read. You want to do Twitter of the Week first? Oh, yeah. I'm getting all messed up. Let's go do our Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Yes, sir. Uh, Pull it up here for you guys. This one is brought to us by the one and only Dick Buckus, friend of the program. Uh, He he called me yesterday, and he was telling me how much he loves the Shaving Points podcast and uh, sent him some merch. He's he's a friend of the program, one of our good buddies, but he was saying – in response to the Tom Brady retirement. I think it's great Giselle let Tom Brady retire. Hopefully she'll let him keep Rob Gronkowski in the yard. Um, <laughs> if you're not following Dick Budkiss on Twitter, you at the be. Dick Budkiss, this dude has no filter. Like This is a pretty <laughs> mild tweet. I thought it was pretty funny. He's a savage, man. <laughs> but this dude gets after it on Twitter. Like... Most of the time when old person discovers social media, they just like don't understand. Like this dude was made for Twitter more than he was made for the NFL. <laughs> he is incredible on Twitter. No one so. should be surprised either. Cause he's one of the most prolific trash talkers like out there from an era where I don't even know how much trash talk existed. <laughs> like, yeah. He's, he's trash talking the center and the dude's like, dude, I pick up your garbage on Wednesdays, bro. Like calm down. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's there's a story about him when he was in high school um, in Chicago because he went to high school in Chicago and he saw um, he was at football practice and he saw someone someone heckling his girlfriend from a car 
So he went and chased down the car, grabbed the guy through the window, and just started punching him until his girlfriend came up and made him stop because she said it was a friend. <laughs> Valid reason to me. I mean, I think it's outstanding that he can outrun a car. Oh, yeah. He can probably still outrun a car. I mean, I'm sure. Can do it once, can he's do it on, again. He's only what, like 81? Something like that. Yeah, he's, he's still got. I, I don't years, doubt him. I mean, him I mean the, Tom sheer Brady will, the sheer will that that man has. I don't. Doubt him and Tom, him and Tom Brady are about to start an expansion team and win five, five more Super Bowls. Probably greatest <laughs> offense, greatest defense. Come on, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, <laughs> but yeah, Dick Buckus on Twitter. Give him a follow. Give him a like. He's a friend of the program. He loves. He loves the boys over here. At, Shaving points, so we had to give him a shout out. But now let us give you all the best deals on Manscaped so you can get your ball shaved for Valentine's Day. Honey is green, roses are red, and violets are blue. But don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Now sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day... It's time to get some W's by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code SHAVINGPOINTS for 20% off plus free shipping. I'd like to propose making February 13th a national holiday as National Shave Your Balls Day. Who's with me? I think this one holiday, this is one holiday that men and women can get behind. Here at Shaving Points Podcast, we want to make sure that points are not all that you're shaving. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHAVINGPOINTS at manscaped.com and take your savings to the sports book. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped and use Shaving Points. Join Cupid. And shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Yes, sir. Go over on to manscaped.com. Use code shaving points. Get that discount. Worldwide shipping for all of our Filipino listeners out there. Yeah, it's a great product. Love it. Uh, wore the boxers yesterday. They're fantastic. So go check it Almost out. Almost as much go as Dick Butkus. Almost as much as Dick Butkus. Yeah, he's, he's our best friend. <laughs> And also, a great Valentine's Day gift would be some amazing Shaving Points podcast merchandise. Yeah. Uh, if you're a lady listening to this, tell all your friends. Go to uh, Shaving Points. You can go to the store, too. Yeah, we got we got mugs. We got hats. We got, we got pullovers. We got shirts. I am Kirk's cousin. We got everything you need over at the store, shaving-points.com. And uh, if Cupcake Hat is absolutely fire. And if you are Kirk's cousin, we need you to purchase this shirt to identify yourself. Yes. And we are all Kirk's cousin. We're all in this together with you, Kirk. Truly. So we all need to buy the shirt. <laughs> but you know, Kirk won't get cut if he uses Manscaped and goes to manscaped.com and uses the code shaving points for 20% off. And may he won't get cut then. <laughs> nope, he definitely won't get cut. Yeah, so if you're listening, Kirk or Kirk's cousin, uh, go over on to Manscaped, use code Shaving Points, 
and we're just gonna do we're gonna do the rest of this podcast we're just gonna do a shaving <laughs> points ad uh for manscaped.com so we're just gonna keep talking about manscaped and shaving balls for about the next 45 minutes for you folks so uh make sure you go over there uh we all have significant others and we need to get them valentine's gifts um so yeah go to manscaped.com 20 percent off worldwide shipping I don't know that I can points. talk for 45 more minutes about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you don't have it in you, we'll, we can go ahead and jump in. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about the, the Bengals schedule leading up to this, the Rams schedule leading up to this, and then we'll talk a little NFL news after that. So we've got the yeah. model up here on the screen for you guys. So those of you watching on here, we got this graphic, and we'll pro- we'll put it out through our Twitter as well. Um, it's sorted by losses, then wins. It's every game since he has played this year, and that the result of the game, whether it's win or loss, what the point differential was, how many turnovers occurred in that game, and then we get into the opponent ranks. This is just one through thirty-two. How good this opponent was in each category. The categories we got here are pass offense pass protection, run offense, pass defense, pass rush, and run defense. So I I tried to kind of consolidate a few different things into each of these, like pass offense is a combination of pass DVOA, pass EPA, pass success rate. Um, Pass protection is stats that I make myself and I put out on the Buckus Stats Twitter account. Um, It's basically a DVOA for pass pro. Um, looking at how many sacks and pressures each team has allowed versus their their schedule and what their opponents have average getting. So it's, it's really just trying to look at how many sacks and pressures should they allow against this team versus how many they did allow. Um, so, yeah, and, and it keeps going like that across the board. But really, looking through this, the team that was the most similar to the Rams that I could find, and there was not another team that since he played that was all that similar to them, but was San Fran. Um, largely because they were one of the only opponents that Cincinnati played that was top 11 in every defensive category and was still top 12 in every offensive category. Yeah, so you know, like the the only thing that really sticks out to me out of this is you look at their losses, okay, and outside of Cleveland and outside of the Chargers, their biggest loss mm-hmm. was five points. They're catching four and a half right now, ladies and gentlemen. Four and a half. They lost by three. They lost by three. They lost by three. They lost by three, and they lost by five. Outside of those two games, this team plays close games. So that is, that is exactly on. what I saw too. What my eyes point me to. Um, All these other the stats other, are fun, but so the main other thing that I see in this is their turnovers. When they lose, is when they turn over the ball multiple times, which you know is not a profound football statement. That's something that you know, you kind of know is a fact of football. But really, as you you look into these games a little more, 
a lot of these were they fell behind early. They they might have stalled or, or thrown a few picks in the first quarter and never caught up. Um, well, really, so those those were just really the two the two that were large differences. That was the case. They they stalled or turned the ball over early. Um, we go through the rest of these losses. We'll start with the first one. Um, they kept getting stuck in the red zone, kept kicking field goals. And San Fran was scoring touchdowns, and they couldn't make up the full difference, ended up losing by three. Um, the Chicago game, that was one of my <laughs> best bets of the year. Took yeah. Chicago on the money line right there. Four tur- Joe Burrow's worst performance probably since his first year at LSU, but I don't think he ever had a game that bad. Uh, what no. did he throw? Three straight interceptions? And a fumble. fumble. Four consecutive turnovers Huge. in the third quarter, and they lost yep. by three. Um, yep. Wow. I mean, that's pretty wow. impressive. Um, yeah, Chicago, Chicago should be in the Super Bowl. And then this Green Bay – yeah, well, obviously. But um, this Green Bay game, as you looked at it, uh, I was sitting there say, seeing – they kept stalling in the in the second half. Their offense they 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 started out the game fine, and they just they couldn't get anything going in the second half. But they still forced overtime, and they missed two field goals in overtime. And so did the Packers. So six missed field goals in that game. Evan McPherson, yeah. in my opinion, is the second best kicker in the league right now behind Justin Tucker. And. Yeah. Him missing those field goals, I don't know. There's that, that that field had to be something wrong. I mean, Mason Crossbar was pretty bad all year, but uh, six missed field goals in a game between professional kickers just doesn't happen. Sometimes it's just one of those days. But yeah, they make they make a couple of those field goals. They beat Green Bay. Yeah. Um, so I mean, honestly, I, I look at these losses outside of those first two, and I just see flukes all over the place, like. The, yep. the next one against the Jets, they were up by 17 in the fourth quarter. They messed up. They threw they threw an interception towards the end of the quarter, and Mike White happened. I mean, yeah, the legend of Mike White will never die. The legend of Mike White, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jets, Jets have the number one overall pick, I believe, if they don't pull that game out of their ass. So they can thank Mike White for not having the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, and then, as we said, the, the two big – Big losses really came down to turnovers in the first quarter, um, and they were just fighting uphill the rest of the way, trying to do too much, play hero ball, end up turning the ball over more, taking sacks, that type of stuff. The um, Chargers game was weird, too, because that was when yeah. the Chargers were on their downside. The Bengals were kind of ascending, and that was just like a flip-flop. After that, the Bengals kept ascending, and the Chargers went back downhill. So that was a weird, yeah. that was a weird, weird game, but – one of those uh, mid to late year games. I mean, that happens. Yeah. Well, in that game too, I remember the Bengals came back and they made it like only a four point game or something in early in the third quarter. Eight, and then it was, was like, they, they just down, ran out of adrenaline. They were down eight halfway through the third quarter and just fell apart. Yeah. Um, And that, which the, the even weirder thing about that game I don't know if the Chargers were running a ton of stunts or what, but Bosa was a non-factor in that game. Everybody else had sacks. 
not Bosa. Yeah. It was like work it was very I weird. I was just listening on the radio. I didn't uh I didn't catch much of it, but yeah, every time I checked the score, it was like they were down big because I bet on the Bengals that week. They were down big and then they were catching up. Then they were down big, but then it was eight point game. I had I think I think they were favored that game. And I think so too. I had them in a teaser like plus two. And I was like, just score the touchdown. Like whether you yeah. get the two point conversion or not. And then I think there was like a Joe Mixon fumble on like the 15. Yeah. And then they went from being down eight to down 15. Then there was like a three and out. Then they were down 22. And then like, yeah, it just spiraled from there. Yeah. And then um, this last one was week 18 against Cleveland. I wrote here week 18. Who cares? That that game means nothing. Um, yeah. They had already, they'd already locked up the division at that point, I believe. Yeah. So we come down to the bottom of the chart here. We see that their average win, they won by 12 points, which is pretty dang solid. Um, means they were winning by two scores every time they won on average. Their average loss was only by 8.7 points, which is better than the Rams' average loss. Um, and really, the difference between their wins and losses in the talent of the teams, or where the teams rank, I should say, wasn't that big aside from run offense when their opponents were good at running the football they had a tougher time which i don't think is going to be a major issue with the rams we got into this some last week i don't really think it's a strength of theirs it's something that they might do some well sometimes but over the course of the season i don't think it's something that they've really excelled at um and then the other one that really stands out to me is pass rush um Against teams with good pass rush, they've struggled more. But even against top 10 pass rushes this year, they, they, they went four and four. You know, it's not like they're losing these games automatically. They're, yeah. they're 500. And to be fair on the pass rush, Kansas City was, what, 17th? You take out the first five weeks, whenever they get healthy, they're yeah. probably a top 10 pass rush team. So That's they, a were, fair they were one of the. They were one of the best pass rush teams in the league both times they played them. Now, granted, L.A. is the number one pass rush team. Yeah, but all he has to do is get the ball out a couple times. Jalen yeah. Ramsey has been getting beat. And if he plays like he did against the Buccaneers, where Mike uh, Evans was, was burning off on him and he lets Jamar Chase do that to him, they, they could – be in trouble quick because I mean Joey B only needs a three step 1.3 seconds to get the ball to Jamal yeah. Chase. I mean and so I'll, I'll be straightforward. I like the Bengals to to cover the four. But I don't even know if I like them to but I'm going to bet them because I'm not betting against Joe Burrow. Yeah. But the numbers don't necessarily agree. Like the numbers do not. You, you look at Against top five pass rushes, they're 0-2. They turned the ball yeah. over six times in those two games. Um, but the, the top uh, pass defenses, they, they really didn't play a lot of really difficult defenses this year. And they were, what, 1-2 and two against the top top five? Or no, against the top ten. Against the top five, they were 0-2. Um, but honestly, I just... 
I think they're on a streak right now. And I don't know how much numbers really matter when you're on a streak. Yeah, they're like hot. Uh, I'm probably going to bet the Bengals and then bet Aaron Donald to win Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. That's that's and, a solid hedge. Yeah. And one thing that was interesting. Effort. One thing that was interesting to see here. They have they have kicked the ass of some teams who had solid pass protection. Oh yeah. crap! I just realized this. This I didn't put a metric in there for. I have an adjuster in my pass protection stats for the Steelers specifically because Ben Roethlisberger got the ball out so fast this year that it was extremely inefficient, but he didn't get pressured or sacked much because of it. And I forgot to put that yeah. adjuster in. So this this shows Pittsburgh is having a top of a lot. They did not. But Ben Roethlisberger no, did also not. didn't get touched much. <laughs> he also didn't make very many completions either. Exactly. He, he, I, I was, I was looking at – 45 times a game. In preparing this, I was I was looking at all these numbers, and it was staggering how much faster he got the ball out than any other quarterback. Like it, it was like a full half second faster than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was struggling, and then uh, yeah, he probably should have hung it up last year. Uh, this was that was it was hard to watch. But so let's see, Rams had a strong run defense, top five. Doesn't really matter. For this matchup, the Bengals have not like whether you're good at run defense or not has not mattered against the Bengals. It's just not yeah. where they it's it's not where they make their payday, you know. Um, no, I agree. Same with pass offense. Honestly, I mean, the Burrow's going to p- play a shootout if you if you go to a shootout. Like, yeah. So uh, I think I think the Bengals, if it's a close game, they're good enough to score late to either get tied up or cover. And if it's a shootout, they definitely have the weapons to mm-hmm. keep up in a shootout. So uh, I'm hoping for a high scoring Super Bowl. I'm going to take the over. You're going to take a lot of props. We're going to do Propapalooza next week. Uh, probably going to have about 150 props for you for you guys. Uh, but as of right now, uh, I'm taking – I have I already have it bet at Bengals plus four and a half. I do too. And um, when I saw that the, the spread over. come out there, I was like, I, 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 I've got to grab this. I'm probably going to take the over as well. I think last time I saw it, it was sitting at 53 and a half. I could be wrong. Uh, do you have that number off the top of your head? I do not. I mean, but like, like you said here, you look at this and you, you see three games out of, what, 20? Where the Bengals yeah. did not cover four. Oh, I was completely wrong. Total's 49. Definitely going to hammer that. Yeah. Over. But, yeah, just three games, and one of them was week 18. So, really, two games out of 19 where they didn't cover four. Yeah, and like we were talking about in the Chargers game, they had every opportunity to come back in that one and kept shooting themselves in the foot. But, I mean, they could do that again. I mean, it, it's definitely there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's more of an anomaly than it is a, a trend. So, yeah. All right. Well, we can go ahead and take LA. a look at the Rams. Yeah. I still think the Rams are frauds. I said they were frauds, and I'm well, out so, of line. I don't know. Does that why they look lost column look a little repetitive to you? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, teams with good offenses. Uh, no, the why they lost column on the far right. Oh, lack of explosive plays. Yeah, I, I mean, I think OBJ helps that out a lot, though, because he's been... He does. But been, it's just, there was a trend here of when they lost. And it was, their offense stalled. It was a consistent thing through the first 10 weeks that they, their offense stalled, they were done. And their offense yeah. stalled a lot, three out of 10 games in those first 10 games. Even, even in the later, even like later in the year, they didn't really do a whole lot to win some of those games that they won. There's just the other team yeah. just didn't win it either. So, I mean, it kind of went both ways throughout the year. Um, but, I mean, they had a – outside of playing in the West, I mean, they didn't have, like, the hardest schedule in the world. Uh, they played the AFC South pretty easy. Um, they played the NFC North. It was pretty easy. I think easy. their strength of schedule was – like, they're, they had one of the ten hardest schedules, but I think it's very skewed towards their division, which shouldn't be discounted, but, like, they're also your division opponent. But they also lost to everybody in their division. Yeah. So exactly, but, I mean, their strength of victory is probably not as good as their strength of schedule. Let's put they, it. They played. They played Indy in week two before Indy hit a stride. They won by three. Indy wasn't great early in the year. Uh, they beat pissed out Chicago week one. Uh, Tampa Bay was a nice win. Seattle was terrible. Uh, the Giants were terrible. Detroit was terrible. They should have lost that game. Houston wasn't good. They struggled that game early. Jacksonville wasn't good. So I mean, they had a, they had a stretch of Giants, Lions, Texans, Jags. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, all yeah. those teams are picking top 5. Yeah. Um, um then Arizona winning a loss. Seattle, they beat them twice. Um did they oh they lost to San Fran twice that's what it was when I was looking so yeah Seattle mm-hmm. they beat twice Minnesota they should have lost to Minnesota they it took them everything they had and then some to beat Minnesota the Baltimore win was extremely fluky when Baltimore wasn't playing great ball I mean well I mean even their playoff wins have been fluky yeah they they haven't they haven't been convincing in any of these games in the playoffs but they have all the talent. If they show yeah. up and they play their best game, they're going to blow them out. Yeah. I just don't know if they have it in them to play their best game. Yeah. I mean, they they have, they have they, they start slow consistently. And just... And did they lose their left tackle? Is Whitworth out? Uh, I know not, he was kind of banged not. up at the end. Probably I mean, he's 40, I feel like he's supposed to have been out like at a high level. 10 times this year and he hasn't been, so... Um, dude has dude has grandkids playing Division One football. Yeah, he does. Um, so I tried to find a comparable team for Cincy. There just isn't one. Um, there's no Arizona other team. Be the closest comp. But Arizona ha- had one of the best pass pro units in the league this year. Like that's what makes it so tough. That they had a top ten passing offense, but a bottom ten pass protection. Yeah, like it just it doesn't I mean, really happen. But that's how good really, Joe Burrow's been. But I would say I would say Arizona would be the closest comp. Like 
good, not great defense. They have weapons. They yeah. have a decent I mean, so running game. If if Arizona's pass protection was much worse, they would definitely be the comp. Like absolutely, Kyler. Kyler also didn't really give his O line a whole lot of help. Him and Patrick Mahomes both. I don't know if it's a Cliff Kingsbury thing, but they don't tend to stay in the pocket, and it hurts their O line so much. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Their O line graded out really well. Um, and a, a large part of that could honestly be Kyler breaking the pocket fast. And like he scrambles before the pressure even has a chance to get there type of thing. Yeah. Mahomes does the same thing. Yeah. Big time. But um, really, I mean, I don't trust McVay either. I mean, I, I definitely don't trust Zach Taylor, but there's no, there's no coach to trust, trust Zach Taylor. Game. Zach Taylor is an AFC champion. <laughs> he is an AFC champion. He also doesn't know how to spell his first name. Yeah, but Sean spells <laughs> his name Steen. I guess you're right. They're both idiots. Steeny <laughs> over there. So Sceny. one thing that stands out to me here is LA. I keep wanting to say Detroit. LA has turned the ball over multiple times in half of their games this year. 50% of their games, they've had two or more turnovers, which is just not a winning strategy. Yeah, so they beat the Vikings, who everybody beats the Vikings, but they turned the ball over three times against the Vikings. Turned the ball over three times against Baltimore. Like I said, took them everything they had to win that game. Turned the ball over four times against Tampa Bay and won that game. Um, but I, I feel like with the way the Bengals are playing right now, if you turn the ball over against them and you give big dick Joe Burrow a chance to put it in you, he's going to, he's going to take every advantage he can get and just go out there and get that, get that touchdown boy. So thing that really jumps out to me here as well against, uh, in their wins, the Rams' average win is against the number 17 ranked pass offense. Their average loss is up against the number nine ranked pass offense. So they have lost a lot more against top top passing offenses than, uh, or I guess I should say their losses have come against a lot tougher passing offenses than their wins have on yeah. average, which is yeah, uh- notable considering that the Bengals are a top 10 passing offense. Yeah. And I mean, like I was saying, I mean, nothing the Rams have ever have done this year. I, I've never, I haven't been super impressed with them all year. Um, the, their playoff schedule broke for them in the most perfect way possible. Um, they, they played a team in their division in the NFC championship who they lost to twice it's really hard to beat a team three times and the San Fran had beat them six times in a row before that. I mean, they were due for a victory. Um, so yeah, everything just kind of fell perfectly into their lap. Uh, Tom Brady had a bad first half came back, should have lost the game against Tampa Bay. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing about this team. That's just 
I mean, they scare you on paper. You look at the you look at the names. Yeah. You look at the dudes. They got dudes everywhere. But then you if watch you them covered play, up all their names and just showed me their results. I would be very skeptical. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if you if you just play the game on paper with with the names, they're a super team. But it, they just don't seem to ever consistently click. Like when the offense is clicking. Defense struggles when the defense is clicking. The offense struggles. Like I just don't feel I've seen anything complete out of them all year. Um, so we said that the Bengals have covered for seventeen out of nineteen times this year. Um, the Rams have only covered minus four ten out of twenty times this year. Fifty fifty percent. And let's see, one of those was against the Bears, who, you know, they should be in the Super Bowl, like we've said, but yeah, we'll give them that one. Tampa, that one was quality. Let's see, Seattle, barely, by one point. The Giants, Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville, Seattle again, and Minnesota by two points in Arizona. To be fair, in the Detroit game, they got that late, late touchdown because they yeah. they really only won that game by like three points because they didn't even kick the extra yeah. point. I think they scored in the last play of the game. Yeah, I think you're right. So that's another one that's like that they they have not shown a strong ability to cover this number. And I don't know if Cincinnati will play desperate like Detroit did. But, I mean, they showed that they can be a little lackadaisical at times. Like, yeah. Detroit, was, they weren't even – I mean, they were kind of being sneaky, but, like, they, they're fakes and they're, like, going all in and, like, just stuff they were doing just kept catching them off guard. And, yeah, I know it's easy to be get caught off guard on what was that, like, week 12, uh, Detroit, week 7. Yeah, against the worst team in the league. Like, yeah, you're probably going to get caught off guard a little bit easier. But if anything, Detroit had hung in tough with every game already that year. How do you sleep on the lines at that point? Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) But every time the Lions did anything sort of like trick play, it worked. Like, they were completely caught off guard. And I wonder if Zach Taylor watches that game. And it's like, we might be able to get them here. I hope Zach Taylor watches the San Fran game over and over and realizes that um, how Shanahan was picking on guys. Yeah. Because he was just he was just saying, oh, Jalen Ramsey's over there. Why do I want to look over there? You know, well, he was just like, game. oh, Darius, Darius Williams in the flat here has been easy pickings. Their middle linebackers can't cover, you know, anything. That, that, or that first Arizona game where they weren't – Arizona wasn't throwing the ball deep. They were just getting the ball into uh, DeAndre Hopkins' hands on, like, short to intermediate routes. Yeah. And they can if they can do that with Jamar Chase or, like, T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, uh, I think CJ Ozama might be out. Uh, I I know he went out last game. I don't know if he's going to be healthy for the Super Bowl. But, I mean, they got dudes that, like, T. Higgins is a freaking tight end out there. That dude's humongous. 
and runs like mm-hmm. a gazelle. Um, Tyler he was Boyd, a steal in that draft. T- Tyler Boyd's just very quietly like a really, really good number three. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he ends up on a team like Chicago next year. Um, Is he? He's not a free agent, I don't think. I, I saw something on Twitter about somebody wanting him to go to Indy, so I figured he was a free agent. I don't think he is. I feel like I, I would have recognized that because I've been doing a lot of free agency he was, stuff. He was the number two to AJ Green like yeah. four years ago. Speaking Unless of, he, AJ Green's got to be pissed right now. <laughs> he can't be that mad. I mean, Joe Burrow tried to force it in the ball last year and he just refused to catch it. Yeah. No, just I mean, that he left. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, he would have. I mean, he was getting cut. Either. I mean, I don't. Where does he fit on this roster? I mean, I don't know, but he'd be in the Super Bowl if he stayed. Technically, well, Geno Atkins as well. Yeah, did Geno and he didn't end up anywhere though? I thought. I thought he was no. He took the year he's off. Still techni- he's still technically a free agent and hasn't retired. Okay. Well, I thought I thought he uh, he tore an ACL or something. So just no one's—he wasn't going to be recovered this season. So no one signed him. Did he get hurt last year? I thought so. He might have. I, I looked it up earlier because I was thinking like I was thinking he's still on the team and like on IR or something. And I was like, I wonder if he's going to have a chance to play in the Super Bowl. And then I saw that he's a free agent, but uh, not retired. Yeah, which I thought was surprising. But it makes sense if I was thinking he got hurt this year for some reason, though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we got Matt Stafford here in his smiley face shirt. Yeah, Nowhere near good, as intimidating good, as Joe Burrow. Good for Matt Stafford. Uh, basically, cemented his Hall of Fame career. He's been. He came into the league. He got hurt his first what two or three years in a row. Couldn't stay on the field. Couldn't stay healthy. Since that like third year of like hurting his shoulder, dude's been an Iron Man. Um, he's been the epitome of a professional. Um, so good for him. Probably gonna be a Hall of Famer getting to the Super Bowl. So love to see it for Matt. But yeah, I like the Bengals in this spot big time. Yeah, me too. I just. I don't know. And this type of thought has bit me before, but like, I know the Rams are so, are so much more talented and all this stuff, but they just, they have not been convincing and they need to put four convincing quarters together. Yeah. They haven't been convincing all year. So we'll see, but yeah, we'll get into, we'll get into prop palooza next week. We're going to do all sorts of prop plays, all sorts of stuff. The Super Bowl super show. Super Bowl Super Show, but yeah, we'll talk. Uh, we'll we'll stop talking about all the nerd stats for now, and maybe get a little bit more into it next week. But so, what are you thinking about Jim Harbaugh? Um, well, about the same as I did before the season. <laughs> yeah, so he was he was going. He was going to the league, then he wasn't going to the league, then he was going to the league, then he was for sure going to the Dolphins, then he wasn't going to the Dolphins, he was going to the Vikings, and then it was announced earlier today he's going back to, to I think the Vikings got him in the building and realized 
Dude's oh, a psychopath. Shit. This, this guy wants full control over everything and insane money and insane year. He wants the Gruden contract with complete control. We're not giving him that. Yeah. Ed said bye. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Which, I mean, I don't know why they didn't the realize that before they brought him in because it was pretty clear, but. Yeah. And if you're the Vikings, like, why don't you give him that? You, you really you want to hamstring a- this GM that you just hired with Harbaugh being his boss now? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, what does it really matter? You're about to lose your quarterback. You have too much talent on your team. Well, I mean, it, it, you can't just go out and get another quarterback. I don't know who's going to be. I mean, maybe bring Teddy Bridgewater back. I don't know. But, I mean, all, everything I've heard is Kirk Cousins is gone. You have one of the best young receivers in the league. He's not going to stick around if you don't find a quarterback. I mean, you're either going to go for it or you're not. I mean, I would if I'm if I'm picking one guy to go for it with the situation they're in, I'll take my chances on Harbaugh. If you're that committed to going all in right now, yeah, I think they need to go rebuild. Their yeah, talent's they old. They're ro- they have no roster depth. Like. They're really Justin Jefferson and what Adam Dalvin Cook, who's who's and up there in age. Dalvin Cook doesn't Dalvin, have that many Dalvin, years left. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. And he's got a monster contract. He signed two years yeah. ago. They're on the exactly. hook for Dalvin Your Cook O-line is a complete years. mess. Your D line is really not that not impressive outside of um, Daniil Hunter, who can't stay healthy and has recurring yeah. back issues that date back to college. Um, you still owe him three bar money. You just gave I, I, Harrison Smith like a a, a four year contract, contract at thirty six years old. Like, I mean, I I, I just they don't have, see how they can think anything except for a rebuild right now. They haven't drafted well outside of Justin Jefferson either. Yeah, yeah. So, they keep they keep they keep wasting uh, early picks on offensive tackles who aren't very good. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're struggling. Uh, I mean, I would have taken it. I would have just said, okay. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have somebody committed to you, I'd want Jar, uh, Harbaugh committed to me because I mean, he did good in San Francisco. I mean, he, the Yorks are just crazy people. And they if ran you out didn't hire, if you didn't already hire Quasi uh, Adolfo Mensa, I agree. But they already hired him. And yeah. that's just – you're just asking for dysfunction by bringing Harbaugh into your building with your new GM, uh, like, suddenly not being the boss anymore. It's like that's not what he signed up for. If, if you did it early in the process, I get it. I, I understand Tate shooting your shot there. Uh, I wouldn't have been against the Bears doing it. I would have been very excited about the Bears doing it. But the, the second you hire that GM, it all it's all different. It, it's a different yeah. story. So another question – how close do you think Brian Dayball was to quitting on his first day when he probably went into the office wearing like shorts and a sweater and they're like, no, 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 no. Go get back in your freaking Ford Raptor. You go put on a suit. We got media here. We got to make this video. Like you're going to work to work. Um, he obviously did not wear his suit there because nobody (laughs) drives with a suit jacket on. It's damn near impossible. (laughs) So you know so, that like they made him 
put yeah, on a I suit think about that. to drive up <laughs> to freaking get out of the truck and grab a briefcase that he probably doesn't even use a briefcase. He seems more like a notepad kind of guy um, to give this illusion that he's going to work. Like, if I'm Brian Dayball, like, I'm just like, screw you guys. I'm out of here. Like, he did not seem so, happy either. Did you see the clip of it where uh, they put the People's Court music behind it? No. It looked like it looked like some like college town attorney who was like, "I'm gonna get you out of your DUI." <laughs> no, that's definitely what he looked like. It was yeah. hysterical. Yeah, he he looked like a kid that was like maybe from like really rich parents that like they had really high aspirations for him. He went to like a really good law school, and then he got out of law school and they tried to get him a job at a firm and he just like screwed it all up. And now he's just like the local attorney for like a, a college town. Like te- like love it. Yeah, just a big, big, big ass country boy. Just like, all right, man, got got a DWI. What were you doing? Oh shit, man! No, no, we got you, man. Just come on in here and follow me. Uh, you, you're good. I, <laughs> I drive four. I drive four Raptor. Me, me, and the judge. We were real good. We'll just, just pay your money. You'll be all right. <laughs> Dude, that video was hysterical. I can't lie. Yeah, that was so good. I mean, I just, I imagine, like you said, he, he got there in his sweats and they were like, no, this won't work. He went out of his car and called Ken Dorsey and was like, deals off. And Ken Dorsey had to like talk him down to be like, yeah, to go back in the building in his suit yeah, and like, be happy like, about it. It's, it's just a 10 second TikTok, Brian. Like, just go put a suit on. <laughs> so dumb. Was, I mean, it's just so obvious that like, he's not a suit guy. Dude, I can't believe that he got Ken Dorsey to go with him. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm still in shock over that. That the, I can't that believe the Bill Belichick let that happen. I can't believe Bill Belichick texted Brian Flores like he was texting Brian Mabel. I know. But like think about it. If you were if you were next in line, like if you had your choice, you're either gonna be Josh Allen's offensive coordinator. Or go be Daniel Jones slash Mitch Trubisky's offensive coordinator in New York. Which are you t- like? I just I, I'm just blown away that that happened. That the Bills let it happen. Like maybe he has more faith in Brian Dable than he has in Josh Allen. Maybe, but Josh or Allen's maybe, about to next season. Maybe be they, interesting for him. Or maybe they saw Mitchell Trubisky in practice, and he was like. Brian Dable's like, we got something with this kid. And so he's like, they're going to go to New York and sign Mitchell Trubisky. To like a five-year, like $10 million deal and then just like have a loaded roster. <laughs> no, I think Mitch is going to be offered big, 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 big money right. this year. Right. Like, I mean, I maybe he will, like- but like either way, he won't be getting paid like a high-quality starter. And if they could make him into that, like even in their minds that I could see the strategy of like, we're going to have extra cap space because we're going to have him on this three year deal. That is I not going to pay like he's worth. I could see they somebody can do paying that, him, which I don't really think they will, but I could see somebody paying him like three years, 25 million a year with like 50 Oof. million guaranteed. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, it's fairly cheap in the QB market. I mean, it's really just a three-year, $50 million deal. Um, but 
What did Ted, what did Teddy help? Bridgewater get? What, whatever Teddy Bridgewater got, I think, is the cap for Mitch. He was only getting like 12 and a half a year. I mean, I think Mitch gets big money. I really do. With with we'll how see. many openings with how many openings there are in a pretty weak quarterback class coming in. Uh I mean you got the Saints looking for a quarterback. They maybe bring back Jameis, who knows? You got Tampa looking for a quarterback. They have a really, really good team if they don't dissolve it. Uh they nah, can go who's that rookie they took. Aaron Rodgers? That kid, no, the kid from Florida. Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask season, yeah. man. Kyle he spent a year yeah. learning behind the goat. He's just like him. Nope. <laughs> yeah, all of Tom Brady's backups are just thriving in the league. Jimmy G is going to be available on the open market. Uh, I mean, I would take Mitch over every available quarterback plus the guys in the draft. I mean, I would too, but I, th- I think I'd I'd take my chances with an unknown over giving him twenty five a year. Or even twenty I mean, a year. Like I think it's gonna be like a three year seventy five million dollar deal with like fifty guaranteed and it's basically gonna be a, a three year fifty million dollar deal. But I mean, unless he does the fully guaranteed route like Kirk Cousins, then I think it'll be closer to like three years fifty five fully guaranteed. Yeah, I, th- I think around fifty million on three years, I could see, but I-, I don't think it's fully guaranteed by any means. I think it's like one year guaranteed because he-, he just he hasn't proven anything. I don't think anyone's going to give him more than one year worth of money he Jeff- if he hasn't proven he Jeff- anything. He was drafted above Patrick Mahomes. This guy count for something. Patrick so Mahomes Leonard is a Super Fournette. Bowl winner. <laughs> Leonard Fournette's a Super Bowl winner. Fine. So was who else was in that class? John Ross. John Ross would be going to the Super Bowl right now if he wasn't a bust. <laughs> talk about exactly. man, talk about a dude or talk about a team that recovered from recovered from that. Good lord, dude! John Ross on the job. Seriously, him and Mitch are gonna tear it up this year. <laughs> Maybe they will. I hope he does, man. I'm rooting for Mitch. I hope so. Yeah, no, I think Mitch is going to win the MVP next year. Um, so he'll he'll put it on the shelf below his MVP? No. Oh, yeah, 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 below. Yeah, MVP's top <laughs> shelf, baby. Dak Prescott didn't even accept his. What a douchebag. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to lean into it, man. No, he's the most uninspiring person I've ever seen in my life. Um <laughs> Um, did you see that thing from uh, from Hugh Jackson after the Brian Flores stuff being like, oh, yeah, I can back that up. I got paid to lose. I, I meant to send this. Have you seen Hugh Jackson's foundation logo? No. Oh, my goodness. I got Cupcake coming to send this to you. HJ on it? <laughs> yes, but the logo <laughs> is even worse than that. Hold on. I'm, I'm about to send it to the group chat, and hopefully Cupcake can get it on. Um, <laughs> and cupcake we trust one. but yeah that that was just yeah like, whenever whenever you get that cupcake serious if, if, if brian flores isn't willing to settle with the nfl or like the teams on this stuff and he's actually trying to make a point this could get really ugly it could get really ugly um but he makes some makes some valid points especially like at the if they can prove that 
he was getting offered a hundred thousand dollars to lose games. Like you lose your team if you, if you get caught doing that shit. Mm-hmm. And then Hugh Jackson well, said the same thing. Could blow back on the Browns. Yeah, yeah. Because Hugh Jackson said he was getting paid to lose as well. Um, I'm all Hugh for Jackson. it. I mean, wait, wait, wait. So we had Hugh Jackson providing the huge action of shaving points. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I'm all for it. I'm all for these uh, billionaire owners to lose their teams if they're not doing everything they can to win. Uh, yeah, get some get some young guys in here, man. Like, let's get this exciting again. Like, let's get some owners that want to go out there and spend some money and actually do like make it fun. Like these these owners. You know what man, we need? We you need to own a team. We need Dave Portnoy to buy the Dolphins. It would be incredible. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay, this is a real logo. <laughs> Why? I don't know why. <laughs> That's terrible. The J looks like he's given the H a hand job, and <laughs> the logo's HJ. Looks like he's given two hand jobs to the I H. I think Hugh Jackson has been trolling us all for years. It's the only. It's the only. It's like it's the only way this could be real. That's either just incredible forethought to be like, we're gonna get so much attention to the foundation by doing this. Or just so much lack of awareness where he actually thinks it's good. I'm not sure which one. Because I would never accuse Hugh Jackson of being like a really well thought out guy. But at the same time, like you can't. I don't know. You know, now I'm starting to wonder, was Hugh Jackson like that incompetent? Or did he just like money that much where he was just like. I'll keep collecting these paychecks to lose. Cause like you look at, he was there one year with the Raiders. He went eight and eight. Yeah. But what do you do? He won like what? Two games in three years at Cleveland or something. How many of those years was he getting paid a hundred K a game to lose? Yeah. I'll never forget the, the hard knocks. So what was he talking to the, uh, the old, uh, uh, office coordinator for the Steelers? Uh, Oh, uh, Haley, Todd Haley. Yeah, Todd Haley. And he was like, when you sit in my job, when you sit in my chair, when you sit in this chair, you can make decisions. But until then, I make the decisions. And I'm like, Todd Haley has been a head coach, dude. Like, yeah, he was awful. (laughs) I mean, the bar is pretty low with Hugh Jackson sitting there. Todd Haley is a dude with some wild stories in his life. Like the amount of arrest reports that have to do with tequila around Todd Haley and his wife are just utterly insane. Like you read them and you just wonder how on earth this man has survived this long. Hey man, whatever it takes, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm trying to remember. There's one of them who was like, he was trying, he was claiming to sell like a, a washer and dryer online or something. And then like they showed up to his house, the buyer, and it was like a scam and they were just like hammered drunk, like trying to rob him. It was something really weird. Like what? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I love Todd Haley. Uh, he's got some incredible stories, but um, yeah, we're kind of just drifting off into the distance now. Uh, yeah. So 
you got anything else on your on your plate for this week as we go in to the most exhilarating weekend of the year as the Pro Bowl with the Skills Challenge. They're bringing back the Skills Challenge, so that'll oh, be yeah. fun. Let's go watch guys throw the ball as far as they can. Uh, yeah, is Josh Allen like and Patrick Mahomes both going? I hope Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen so. are there. They 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 do a throw off so you can throw further. That'll be cool. That'll be about the only thing I want to watch. I was honestly, I, like as a kid, I was liked watching the skills challenge. Like I never watched it live, but like they still show replays them. in the off season. Yeah, or you can find them on YouTube. They're just funny or interesting. Yeah, you can go I'll watch, watch Jim Harbaugh in one. I watched. I watched one this morning. It was Tom Brady's like first year. And it was Tom Brady, Brad Johnson. Uh, who was the the Rams quarterback? The uh, Mark Bolger. Oh, Mark. No, it was the year. <laughs> yeah, it was the year Kurt Werner got hurt, and Mark Bolger made the Pro Bowl. Um, and everybody thought he was like the next greatest thing, and he wasn't. Um, no. Who else was out there? It was it was funny to watch though because uh, yeah, Tom Brady. He he wasn't good. No. You go watch him. You go watch him that skills challenge like his second year in the league, and you're like, yeah, this guy's not good. Look like I don't even know like what to compare him to. Like he couldn't hit shit. And then Sounds you put him you put him in that challenge like Mitch Trubisky. I see we have a parallel okay. here. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky is Tom Brady without he was, he was he was awful in the skill challenge in his second year when he made the Pro Bowl. Oh, I watched that one the other day too. And he was he was thrown to Mike Evans and he had to get it over like the, the plexiglass yeah. wall and he just couldn't do it. Yeah. He just couldn't do it. <laughs> What are the some days I was gonna look back at that and be like, man, Mitch Trubisky was not good once. Yeah, uh, he was he was throwing that over that plexiglass like my wife tried to throw me something earlier. And we were about five feet away from each other, and she nearly breaks the window on the other side of the house. So, <laughs> all right, should we should we jump into Reddit thread of the week? Yeah, let's knock it out real quick. We're about to be running long if we don't. Yeah. Oh, dang, yeah, I didn't even realize we were running that long. That's what happens when you freestyle. All right, so yeah. Reddit thread like of the week. Dr. Dre. I thought he was locked up in a basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not All getting right. that again. <laughs> For another time. All right, Reddit Damn, thread of the week. didn't even start the show after that. <laughs> Brought to you by a Quef in Time, who is a Lions fan. Matthew Stafford versus we always Joe get Lions fans in the Super Bowl. Is this the most likable matchup in Super Bowl history? So, first comment here. We got, I'm sure Jared Goff is rooting against Stafford. Followed by, man, I hope Jared's all right. Imagine having your head coach wanting to shit can you as quickly and seemingly as publicly as he could. Probably hurts your confidence a little bit. Him and Jameis Winston can start a support group. Brock Osweiler would like to join. Just a great thread. Brock this Osweiler is this is a lot of money. Yeah. Well, that's that's what entails after that. But that's where it stopped being funny and people started getting too serious. Yeah. <laughs> as Reddit tends yeah. to. And then from Frozen Flame One Two Three, a Giants fan, we have how can we forget Super Bowl Thirty Five, where the unstoppable force Trent Dilfer went up against the immovable object Kerry Collins. 
Yeah, but those people weren't likable. They were just, they were just technically alive. Like they, and they then, were, they were the absolute most like bare minimum what you need to like be a human. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. That one didn't inspire the same confidence. Um, yeah. So th- this next one from Aristotle twenty just kind of hurt to think about, where he said. We could have had Bortles versus Foles. Or Bortles versus Which Keenum. Is, Bortles versus Keenum might have taken the K. I don't know. I don't, who's who's more likable, Keenum or Foles? Well, in West Texas, it's Keenum. Well, in yeah. South Texas, it's Foles. There you go. Boom. So, but you know what would have probably been the most likable matchup in Super Bowl history? If you stop time at the time they played was Kurt Warner versus Tom Brady. Everybody loved Tom well, Brady so his first year. We're getting there. Okay. I always um, get ahead of these things. So the next one that I enjoyed was this post will be funny when Burrow has five rings and everyone hates him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <absolutely. laughs> kind of like Tom Brady. And then from Nath Milby, a Patriots fan, this is it. I mean, Brady versus Warner. He was baby goat. Undrafted versus six-rounder. What a Super Bowl. Yeah. Plus, most of the country was rooting for the Pats because they were the underdog and also because 9-11 happened that year. Crazy to think about nowadays. Which everyone was rooting for the Pats in that Super Bowl. I wasn't. So I don't remember why. That was the first Super Bowl I remember. I don't even know why I was rooting for the Rams. All I, I was rooting for the Rams, I, too. I, I don't know I a, why. I had a kid in my class that wore a Kurt Werner jersey every day. And I don't know. like I didn't even like the kid. But like I didn't really watch football. And he was like a huge Kurt Werner fan, apparently. And I was like, I want them to win because he's in my class. <laughs> and he <laughs> likes kid, Kurt that Werner. That kid logic. That kid logic, yeah. man. I think I was like in first grade. Like that that was the first Super Bowl I remember watching. And like I don't remember anything about it except the kick going through and my parents like going yeah. crazy. Honestly, same here. That was that was the first Super Bowl I remember actually like sitting down and watching and Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't I wasn't that upset that the Rams lost, even though I was yeah. rooting for I, them. I, I, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, go Rams. And then they didn't win. I was like, well, <laughs> kind of wish I could go back to those days. Yeah. Um, so this last one was, I got a good kick out of from Survivor's Quest, who's a Patriots fan. I want Stafford to win, but OBJ to lose. Is that possible? Followed by OBJ gets confused when Burrow and Chase and a Tiger mascot. So he thinks that it's LSU versus the Rams. So he suits up for the Bengals and loses. Bengals are wearing their black jerseys, though. I'm freaking pumped for that. Yeah. And that is the Reddit thread of the week. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, probably is the most likable Super Bowl matchup in recent history, at least. Yeah. Even the people that don't like I mean, the Rams. Right. I mean, it's part- Kurt, Kurt Warner and Tom Brady Bryant take the cake for at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, uh, if Matt Stafford... Re- uh, rails off about two or three of these, or if Joe Burrow goes on a run, people are going to hate both of them. So, Ooh, or you know what? You could go way back and you could say Joe Namath versus uh, who is the Colts? Johnny Unitas. 
Yeah, Johnny Unitas. That one's probably up there. If we're like going nobody, back. nobody like Joe Namath. But everybody no, besides Joe the Namath. No, New York. Or I mean, I don't know. I grew up with my grandpa telling me stories, and he hated Joe Namath. See, I, I, I always heard about no, people I, loving Joe Namath. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like all the people of that generation, I mean, but, but all the people, like all the old old men I know hated him just because he was cocky and arrogant, and that's not how football should be played, which is a terrible, terrible argument. But Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, people in the city loved him, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any others that really stand out. Like that is that is that is one of the craziest games ever, too, because like yeah. I think they were the biggest underdogs in Super Bowl history and they won outright. Yeah. Because I think they were like 18 and a half point underdogs. Yeah, it was like something, something ludicrous. Something um, who did who did Jim Kelly lose the Super Bowl to? Two were Dallas, right? Two were Dallas, two for San Fran, I think. Montana Kelly or, might have been up there if it was after. No, well, so that was probably Steve Young by the time after. So they lost to Dallas twice. Did Washington sneak one in there in the 90s? I think they did. I think you're right. Yeah, I think they did with Doug Williams. Yeah, I think they lost to Dallas twice, Washington and San Fran, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Kelly, poor guy. I don't, well, that's what break. I was thinking. After losing three, like, how could you root against the guy? <laughs> he's got yeah. And then he, like, stays in Buffalo, and he's, like, a great guy. Then he gets cancer, and I'm like, this dude cannot catch a break, man. Yeah. I love Jim Kelly, but good Lord, man. Like, Lord bless him one time. Come on. Like, and his nephew, break. his nephew grows up to be Chad Kelly. and. Oh yeah, what a <laughs> like if reincarnation is real, like Jim Kelly really pissed some people off first time around. <laughs> he, he must have. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll about do it for us this week, guys. Uh, if you like the show, give us a like, give us a subscribe on the YouTube. Give us a follow on all the other social platforms. Comment on our stuff. Let us know what you think. If you love fire merch, uh, go to our store, shaving points, shaving We got shirts, we got hoodies, we got beanies. It's getting cold out there. It's super comfortable, super affordable as well. Um, hook the boys up. Uh, if get something for your boyfriend, get something for your girlfriend. Everybody loves it. We'd really appreciate it. Get the brand out there. Let other people know what, what you like. So, And don't forget to go by manscaped.com using code SHAVINGPOINTS. Holiday season's coming up. Keep them balls clean, boys. Um, I think that's it for me, Q. Don't sleep on the lines. Boom. Cut that meat! Cut that meat!